One of the big questions right now is, is it safe for kids to return to school? Well, that question will be the jumping off point for what is sure to be an interesting conversation today. This afternoon, healthcare professionals will be speaking at an online event called Let Kids Be Kids. This is an event where medical experts will address COVID-19 matters that are top of mind for healthcare professionals as they care for pediatric patients and offer guidance to parents. I'll tell you how to participate in a moment, but first let's talk about kids back in school. Dr. Dennis DiValentino is a family doctor and assistant clinical professor of family medicine at McMaster University. He will be one of the speakers participating today and joins us now. Thanks for your time today. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak on this. I think it's a uh subject that's close to home for a lot of people. I think so. It's an important um, issue and it's an important event happening today. Uh, how often would you say you get asked if kids should be in school or if it's safe to be in school? Um, I think it's probably the number one question that I get from parents in the office. And that, to me, is a reflection of the fact that I think the situation with regard to kids not being in school and, 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 and doing the appropriate types of social activities for children is worsening. So how often I get asked that, uh, I can say four times as often as a few months ago. When we look at, you know, asking the question, is, is something safe? I mean, everyone has their own definition of safe. Is there a baseline in your mind for, you know, considering, you know, what whether something, in this case, kids in classrooms and kids just being kids, whether something is safe? It's such a difficult question to answer because what we used to define as safe, of course, had risks associated with it that we currently are not willing to tolerate. And I think that's because we've come off the back of a very long and difficult journey, especially in the beginning when, when things were new and, and surprising and it, it took us for a shock. And I think it's caused us to lose sight of the fact that, you know, we previously did define children getting sick with viruses like this as safe. And so I don't know exactly how to define safe for the purpose of comparing it, you know, to our ability to put children back in school probably defer that to my public health and, and microbiology colleagues. But what I can comment on as a family doctor is the fact that social isolation for children is not safe. And so I think that we all need to come together and try to determine, you know, what exactly is the risk of putting children back in school to children with respect to COVID and then compare that to the harms that we can all see in our children from the current approach and decide which one's less safe, if you will, for kids. In my opinion, is the prolonged social isolation is less safe for kids. You know, it's interesting, uh, throughout the pandemic, um, I, I keep thinking every now and then, that uh, good should not be the the enemy of great, that old saying. And I don't know if we've confronted the notion during the pandemic, there's rarely a perfect solution. And you were just kind of touching upon this a moment ago, but you know, just how important it is for kids to be in the classroom, which represents being around their peers. That's exactly what it means. And I think a lot of parents 
are not so much feeling uncomfortable with a lag in the you know, ability to do things like timetables or a lag in, 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 in other elements like reading. These things, I think, you know, and, and maybe there's educators at home, you know, rolling their eyes. But, but I think these are some things that we could catch up on. But the social development that comes from interaction with children in their age category and just generally in school, I think this would be a tough thing to catch up on. And so, yeah, I absolutely think that we need to start considering the fact that we will, one, I don't think eliminate COVID, and two, not come up with a plan that pleases everyone. And so my opinion is let's please the kids first. What uh, questions uh, do you hear from parents? What questions do you hope you hear? Is there anything you ever get, uh, you're, you're never asked that you you think, oh, I wish someone would ever ask me? Uh, not since I started medicine. <laughs> was I, you know, wishing a question be asked that, that wasn't asked. But I think some, you know, weren't asked as much as I might have expected through the pandemic. But that's, of course, because people are rightly deferring a lot of these sort of answers to the public health realm. And now that we're a couple of years in, getting asked more, you know, what do I think about the pandemic approach more broadly? Very difficult question to answer because I lack the expertise in many areas, um, but I do continue to make observations that make me fairly certain that this is all wrong for our kids. And so I hope that people ask more questions about what could be the long-term implications to children. We've got a great speaker on as well, well today, uh, Dr. Boylan. Um, who can talk about the evidence behind what this what this does to children? And I, I wish we would start asking more questions like that. What are we trading in order to get this improved pandemic response? What are we trading with respect to our kids? And I actually would add into that, I'd like to get asked a little bit more, and I hope that my colleagues uh, who have more expertise in this area are asked a little bit more, and that is what is the value of vaccination in children. So those are the two things I'd like to hear a little bit more of in the discussion. What harm are we doing to children or presumed harm by, by social isolation that we know is bad? And are we producing a benefit here by doing this vaccination program to children? And specifically, is there a benefit to mandating parents do this for their children when they don't want to? So those are the ones that I would really say need to come to the forefront here in our pandemic response, those questions. Do you think we should be mandating it? I do not. Why not? I do not. I don't think the evidence is sufficient to suggest that um, a mandated vaccine will provide benefit to the community more broadly, and that is, as far as I can tell, the only rationale for mandating when we when we look at at all of this, I mean, I was going to say, you know, or I was going to ask, is there an age range, you know, that you worry about the most? But even then, you know, I remember doing interviews in September of 2020 and talking about, you know, uh, those who are 20 plus, their brains still developing. Like it, it impacts us all in different ways. And so I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's different ages that people are concerned about. But it, I mean, I think it's a concern for kids of, of all ages. Absolutely agree. When I suggest that I you know, don't believe in mandates, I'm talking about specific to COVID. Um, and, and remembering we did not have mandates in place prior to COVID, despite the fact that we had some success with many vaccines achieving eradication of 
serious illnesses on the infectious disease side, like polio as an example. I mean, we've functionally eradicated polio, and that's an amazing achievement, yet we do not have a mandate to take the polio vaccine. And so this seems out of keeping with our previous character, is, is my first concern. Um, but my second concern is that you, I believe you have to meet a threshold of evidence for benefit to society more broadly if you mandate a particular individual or a parent mandated to provide the intervention to their child. I just don't think we've reached that threshold of evidence for anyone, but I'm particularly concerned about use in children where it's just least studied and most poorly understood. It's an important conversation, and I certainly appreciate you having a, a, a small sample of it with me today. Thank you very much. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Really appreciate you having me on to talk about this. That's Dr. Dennis DiValentino, a family doctor and assistant clinical professor of family medicine at McMaster University. To register for the event, go to banty.com slash COVID. That's B-A-N-T-Y dot com slash COVID. Sessions will be held at 2 p.m. for healthcare professionals and 4 p.m. for the general public and parents.